Hello, and welcome to the Void Fills podcast. I'm Jax. And I'm Rocco. Void Fills is an interactive podcast where we're going to try and bust some stigmas around mental health issues, share advice and tips for getting through tough times, and we'll feature some of our music to hopefully help you relax and chill. At the end of the show, we're going to play some sounds which might be useful when helping you sleep. All the music in the show is listed in the podcast notes. You can send us any questions, thoughts and share advice by using the hashtag VoidFeels. It's important to remember that Rocco and I aren't healthcare professionals, so please be sure to speak to your doctor, a trusted family member or contact one of the organisations listed in the podcast notes if you're worried about your well-being or safety. Thanks for being with us. Rocco and I look forward to these recordings. It's always really nice to see your messages and it means a lot that you take the time to contact us. And if you wanted to be part of the community, then we are on all social media outlets, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Spotify, Facebook. We have a Discord server and we have a dedicated group chat on Twitter, which you can be added to if you would like to send us a little tweet or a DM and we will get you into that. We have had a message in from someone who wants to remain anonymous and they ask, how do you deal with big negative and sad things like bereavement? It sounds like a simple question, but for me, my anxieties and stuff gets triggered by comparatively small events and I can't begin to imagine how I'd cope with the death of someone close to me. In fact, I worry about how I'll be. Okay. Let's dissect that. So I think let's yeah. start with... I think personally that start with the comparatively small events because regardless of how small something seems compared to something else, to you that's still a big deal. Yeah. So let's start by taking that mentality out of it and yeah. just address it as a whole. Like how do you deal with negative things and sad things? Because something that's small to you may be such a massive deal to someone else. To someone else and you know. So let's just attack the question in that way. Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna start us off, Rox? Yeah, I think like you said you know something that might seem small to you and you might feel silly for getting you know triggered by it it isn't you know that's your own personal thing that triggers you and that's totally fine Mm. um i think the way to kind of treat this or get it slightly more settled is maybe well for me it helps if i put myself in that small situation that i think is small Mm. so i purposely put myself in a situation that obviously isn't a major deal to me, but something that is a bit uncomfortable for me. And um, I just sit it out for a little while. I'll just, if the situation happens or if um, it gets brought up, I'll just acknowledge it and go, okay, I've had that for... The best form of defence is attack, pretty much. Yeah, go in full attack and just be like, right, I'm going to put myself through it just for a little bit. Don't, you know, drag it out for ages. Even if you're like in that situation for 30 seconds, mm. you've done that. And then the next time it arises or whatever the situation is. So like, obviously you're talking about how if you um, address a problem, mm. it's better to be in that problem and to face it head on than shying away. Because yeah. if you address it, then it, it kind of normalises it in your head. Yeah. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah, because then you, you've addressed the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're you're having these thoughts and feelings come in, and you can go right. Okay, I'm feeling this. Don't worry about it, and just be in that situation for a little while. And each time it comes up, just see if you can stay in that situation or yeah. thought for a bit longer and fight it out. I think loss of life and and like bereavement is just sadly 
a part of life and there's mm. no way to really tell someone how to deal with it because it's um different for like everyone. a preferential thing it's particular to you as a person as to how much it affects you and how you deal with it personally um so it's it's a bit of a tough question because it's hard to give specific advice um but i think even trying to accept that that it's just the circle of life kind of thing mm. in the words of out and drawn like it's it happens it happens to everybody eventually and i think if you can normalize that cycle it becomes a little easier to process that obviously mm. that that will happen to you eventually that like you know what i mean you, yeah. you need to kind of just accept the fact that that is life unfortunately i think also around you know like well unfortunately i lost a member of family just just gone a couple of weeks ago um and in my head i was getting more wound up about why aren't i feeling a certain way so mm. when sadly she passed away i thought i'm gonna be a mess i'm gonna be all over the place um and i honestly i haven't cried mm. and i then beat myself up saying why aren't i crying why aren't i doing this and it then it only took me a split second if i pulled myself out of the situation and say to myself you're yourself you grieve in your own way everyone's different yeah being sad doesn't mean like necessarily when you have to cry no you don't measure sadness on exactly. tears exactly and I, I i just thought okay i'm you know because i was so upset and i think the more you think about how you will act when that you know mm. happens you'll be more down and worried about what you're thinking you'll be like than actually yeah. what's going on yeah you never need to put on a front if someone no. dies i mean i um, my granddad passed away quite recently and I didn't get like proper upset until the funeral when it's like yeah. that realisation, you know? That's and I closure. was bawling, man, like, I was gone. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, it's, I, you don't need to feel anxious or triggered. Like, you know, it's comparatively small events. Like, it doesn't matter if it's small. If it upsets yeah. you, it upsets you. And you don't necessarily need to physically show you're upset. You yeah. Know? People deal with things in different ways and it's just figuring out the best way for you, you know, of how to deal with that kind of situation. I think remembering that person as well is yeah. always a good way. That's why you have wakes, like you go to remember. Yeah. Obviously you have the part where you say goodbye, but then you're obviously there speaking to family, friends about... Reminiscing. Yeah, exactly, and, and thinking about the good times. Mm. But yeah, I think that's just the main premise of it, is just if you can kind of normalise and accept that everybody's not going to be here someday, you know? Yeah then I feel like it'd be easier for you to kind of deal with that thing. And also accept that your emotions change. Mm. Like, you know, one day that small thing might upset you or the thought of someone dying might upset you a bit more than it does on another day. So, you're, you know, your emotions will change to every situation. Yeah. And the thing is as well, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Like if someone dies, it's not like you can change anything. No. So you need to kind of just accept it. And it's hard and it takes time, but just be patient and don't think that you can, like, you're going to be sad for a year. No. And don't think you're going to be sad. You'll always have that little bit of hurt, but you carry it around with you and it comes in waves. It's not going to be there for the rest of your life. Yeah. And you'll look back, little things will, like, trigger thoughts and emotions, but we're humans, we find a way to get by, you know? Yeah. And, th and that's how it works. But I think, yeah, again, it's hard because it's something we all have to go through, but you can never really give someone advice because it's personal you know i think just keep as strong as you can because 
you're all strong um, and you just got to, you know, hold on to that. Mm-hmm. And please don't forget that if you need to chat with someone, there are dedicated online charities and stuff that you can get in contact with. There'll be a few um, links in the podcast notes below um, about bereavement and loss. What do you like about yourself, Rocco? Oh, dear. <laughs> I like my um, receding hairline. I love it. <laughs> I love that my hair is um, nearly in the shape of the McDonald's M. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm asking for Ida, not for my own personal reasons. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, uh, well, it's weird that this has come in because um, I, you know, I had therapy the other day. Um, therapy is good. Yes, it is. Mm. It means you're strong and you're accepting and training your brain. That's another question. But I got asked this in therapy saying, what do you like about yourself? Um, and I said, nothing. I said, not one bit. I don't like myself at all. Um, I like you. Thank you. (laughs) But it's okay to say that. Yeah. Especially in therapy because then they say, well, that's, you know, we're going to work on that and we're gonna you know you need to see what other people see in you Mm. and it's only till when she said that that I went oh yeah you know I have had people say stuff about me which is nice yeah so I mustn't be that bad a person or bad looking or what you know whatever we're talking about um and then yeah I think if you struggle with saying what you like about yourself you should just take in memories that you have of people saying nice things to you yeah it's hard. Yeah. I don't like how I look. Exactly. But I get to wear a balaclava, so it's blessed. Yeah. You see my eyes. People think you're a good-looking bloke. I think you're a good-looking bloke. Thanks, babe. That's right. <laughs> That's how it is. I like my um, chipped tooth. Well, it's not chipped now. <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I know, because it's got like a thing over it. But when I was like nine, I went to my first ever sleepover, and um, my best mate like dashed a McDonald's toy in my face, and it chipped my tooth. And my mum came round. She's like, "I told you it was a bad idea." <laughs> <laughs> Just and it was it like my first adult tooth that came through. It wasn't no. even a baby tooth. Yeah. So, so you were there like flexing your first adult tooth, and then yeah. your friend just and celebrating it. my new like my first ever sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> with my new tooth and he threw like a toy at my face uh, why we were playing catch with a McDonald's toy just like baffs me but still oh my god yeah it's it's good to be self-deprecating as well yeah like it's good to kind of acknowledge I think it is good to acknowledge what you don't like as well because it means that you can accept that like those things but it doesn't mean that just because you don't like it no, I someone think, else won't like it yeah I think I, I put a tweet out a while ago it was like a it was like a like a little test i think mm. i put a section of like three tweets being like because this is what my therapist told me to do to stand in front of a mirror mm. and just say you know just point things even if you don't like them or not but that so you could say i don't like you know my ears or my eyes but then at the end of your session of looking in the mirror you should you just have to recap and go i'm beautiful i'm strong i am like you know, a mantra. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to force yourself to say these things to yourself. Yeah. Um, because then it'll become more natural, and you'll be like, you know what? Yeah, I am a beautiful person. Not about your looks. Not you know a beautiful person inside and out. Mm. And it will just work. Like Everybody's that. beautiful in their own way. Like every, we're all individual people. No one in yeah. the world looks like you. No, you, exactly. you're one in a kind. Unless you're you a know? twin. But then you are different as yeah, well. Yeah, but you're still slightly different. Yeah. Like my dad's a twin. He looks different. To, to his twin. My dad's a twin. How old is, is he? 
shit, we're going to have like bear twin babies. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> Twins. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, and there's things you can change about yourself. Like I, I, I like food. No denying. Like spoke about it quite a bit on this podcast. You've all heard my <laughs> McDonald's order. <laughs> if not, go back to um like episode. I don't know what episode it was. Like three or four. You know what's really uh, funny? What? We've got the joint email, and I, I, I sometimes I go, oh, you "What my the heck is this?" <laughs> and I, I crap myself. I go, "I didn't I order, order McDonald's." <laughs> oh God, you're gonna see how much I eat takeaway now. <laughs> I feel like messaging you and like scaring I've you rumbled. out. <laughs> I've like, rumbled. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, man. But but even like so I so I put a, put a bit of timber on you know put a little uh, rubber around the belly. So I've been going to the gym, but it's good. Like you can work on certain things, mm. and then certain things you need to embrace. You know. Yeah. Like my eyebrows. That's gonna. They're bushy yeah. as hell. Yeah. But it's cool. That's you. It's in, isn't it? Bushy eyebrows. Mono brows are, are the new unmono brow. Yeah, I've got a bit of a mono going on. <laughs> But uh, if I could say I liked one thing about me, it would be... Okay, see if you can get two things. Two we'll get things? get two things each. All right, you go first. No, you go first. I've got to think. Because we're getting like a proper produced podcast now. We'll add the... Into this part. Insert here. But I would say I like my voice, but I don't like my voice because I'm listening to it right now. My ear rolling it. It's <laughs> me off. <laughs> I actually could not say one thing I like about myself. No, come on, you got. But it's get, all right. I'm content. So it's you blessed. got to get something. Temporary uh, therapy, and I'm talking you through it. All right. Don't say. Don't say things about you. You say two things that you like about me, and I say two things I like about you. All right. I like your. <laughs> this is like we're in couples therapy. Yeah, man. I know. Uh, <laughs> I like your beard. You like I, my I beard. can't grow a beard. I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying. People are probably thinking he's got like a bush of a beard. I've no. got like bum fluff. Yeah, yeah, but it looks cool though. Let's see. Like, if I had that, I'd look like a librarian. <laughs> um, yeah, so I like your beard and you'll go so I can think about something else. Tell me something about myself. I like how genuine you are. Oh, that's nice. And honest. That's, that's not a physical thing, thing, but we'll go. We'll say that. Yeah, it can cool. be both. All right. So okay, one see. physical, one. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I like your sense of humor. Thank you. He says, in a prepubescent voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Uh, uh, I definitely would have said my hairline if I was you, that you liked my hairline. No, I like your it. face. You like my face? You've got a good face. All right, thanks. It's not a punchable one. It's a good face. Yeah, you don't want to like just punch me in the face. No, I could stroke it. <laughs> uh, with, with the lack of facial hair. <laughs> Thanks for this question, Ida. Yeah, it's got us speaking. Blooming tested us, I'll tell you that. What do you like about you? I like that you send us questions. That's yeah. what I like about you. Um, so, yeah. So, with all the love and positivity in the air, it seems like a good time to play one of our tracks that we've made especially for the podcast. We hope you enjoy it. And if you don't like it, Jack's wrote it, not me. <laughs>
back to the studio. I think we've had a really good time recently. You know, yep. that track was written in our home studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but where but have we been? We've been at Abbey Road, haven't we? Yeah, boy. You know, we've got some tracks on the way. We've been lounging in, in the lounge at Abbey Road. Abbey Road. Who can say that? We can. I don't think I belong in a place where the Beatles have been. Just no, not on that level, are we? Mm. It's the Beatles. No, we are. Mm. Paul McCartney's been in that building. Don't think we should be in there. We might have sat on the same toilet. <laughs> How cool is that? Paul McCartney's been here, though, as well, where, where we're recording this podcast right oh, now. Oh, he has, yeah. So we probably should leave. We should. <laughs> Vacate the premises. But yeah, we've been at Abbey Road. We've been doing some music. We have... Um, We've actually finished two tracks yeah. that will be coming soon. Again, can't say <laughs> dates because book will be flying at my head. But they're coming. No, so, they really are. They're sounding good. And uh, thanks for waiting, guys, because we know it's been a while since we released some music, but the worth, the wait will be worth it. The worth will be waited. Trust me. It's our sound, though, now. I think this is, this is what it was meant to be. We found it. Yeah. It was under a bushel. <laughs> it, it was hidden under a bushel and we found it. It was under Russell. <laughs> under under Russell. <laughs> so nah, don't worry. So there's music cool. coming. Um, we've been doing the podcast. We've been... What else have we been doing? Making tunes. Just making tunes. We said that. Got quite a lot of demos. Yeah, we've got a load. That I might leak. Just don't tell. Yeah. Management. Cause Private link. Get a book thrown at my head. <laughs> There's a very strong theme of books being thrown at the head when I've not ever had one book thrown at my head. Uh, I have. Where? At school. Yeah. <laughs> a teacher got sacked from our school for getting a book, for throwing a book at someone's head. No. Yeah, I would, I would do the same thing though. Yeah. Probably. So, uh, let's crack on then. Yes. So, Ray's Shadow asks us, do you guys have any tips on how to get over a long-term friend of five years who just ended things with me in the worst possible way? I'm not handling it very well. So what do you think, Rox? Um, well, firstly, if they've ended it in the worst way possible, then that should show you how much of a friend they are in the mm. first place. No respect. Yeah, no respect at all. Um, where I, Well, you can look at that as a plus, because if they've ended it in the worst way possible, you can then say to yourself, you know what, if they've ended things this badly, they are not worth my time at mm. all. Um, yeah. You'll find in life as well, like, in the least condescending way possible, I'm talking now like I'm a 50-year-old man, but I'm not. People do just come and go, you know? Yeah. It's hard, and people leave your life for a reason, and they come into your life for a reason. Um, and if it's just that time now, after five years, where that relationship needed to end then so be it and i know it yeah. might be a bit upsetting um and you might feel like it's your fault um and you might feel that you're not good enough uh but at the end of the day they've probably done what they think is best for themselves and they obviously have taken your feelings into consideration um but i think you need to obviously bear in mind that they also have their own path and they they have their own things that um, they need to move on to, but you need to remember your self-worth and obviously your friendship with that person. You can always start another friendship with someone else. Yeah. I'm sure. I think it's also especially hard for, you know, like kids at school and that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're forced into being friends with someone in the classroom because they're in the same room as you. And, you know, yeah. when, when you're that young, you think, oh, these friends are going to be with me for life. And you, you're made to believe that. Mm. And I think if you're, you know, 
if that is one of those friends that you know you made from school and that you got to remember that this is just the start of your life. Yeah. These like, friends are really early on in your life. Life happens as well. Like, you meet people. Like I've got a few close friends who I don't speak to a lot, mm. maybe, like, twice a year. Sounds, like, crazy, but I'm still ridiculously close to them. Like, I could yeah. go and meet them, and I'd still be talking to them like I was six months ago or a year yeah. ago. So, like, life does get in the way sometimes. Everybody has a life. Everybody has a job. Um, so obviously things do get in the way sometimes, but it's the people who um, you can come back to after such a long time and um, still be on the same level. Yeah. They're the people you need to kind of cherish and try and keep in your life. But it's hard because it meant a lot to you, but at the same time, you can see it as a door opening into new friendships and associations and you know yeah. other things. I think also not to let it impact you, as in like, don't think it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Because it probably isn't. It's just their decision. It's their choice. Yeah. And you can't change that. There's nothing you can do. And it's out of your control. I know it's hard sometimes to deal with things because you want things to change. Like if I'm ever worrying about something, I sit down and I go, well, can I actually change anything right now? Mm. No. So like, I need to chill out a little bit because there's nothing I can personally do to change the situation. So just leave exactly. it. Exactly. Um, and I think that's quite a good way sometimes of dealing with certain things. Um, but obviously, it's okay to be sad about things like that. It's normal to get upset about a friendship yeah, exactly. ending. But don't let it... Absolve you. Yeah, because, you know, you're worth more than that. Exactly, and I'm sure someone will value your worth a lot more than this person and will keep you in their life. But just go and try and meet new people, try and converse with other people. Um, I don't know your situation, whether you're at school, whether you're at work, whatever, but there's always ways to meet people. Yeah. And um, there are quite a lot of lonely people in this world, you know? I'm quite lonely. I like meeting new people, talking to new people. Mm. Um, even online, like, I talk to you guys loads. Like, I love talking to you lot. It's amazing. Like, it's nice to speak to other people. Um, so there's other ways around it and around things. And um, just be open and honest. And uh, the right people will kind of gravitate towards you. Yeah, that's certainly been the case with me. Um, and it it will it will happen to you. Anonymous has sent in a DM. Hello, Anonymous. What's that? We hope you're doing okay. And they say... Time makes me anxious. Does this affect you or is it just me? What do you think? I have to say that was very professionally linked in. Thank you very much. I am a professional. It's a TV show for us already. I can feel it. Hit us up. We are the pros. Does time make me anxious? Yes, it does. And me too, 100%. Um, yeah, it's hard... <laughs> I can't help sometimes but feel like I'm wasting time. Yes. And you you think you're wasting your life away. Mm-hmm. But the way I pull myself out of it is just to pay attention to the moment and what's going on around me and, and just appreciating what's going on, you okay. know? Yeah, yeah. So just kind of um, grounding myself, I think. It's quite easy to just fall down that hole of, like, resentment and just worry about time and yeah. what you're doing with your life. But... I just have to like take a moment and have a look around and just see what life's about, you know. I think yeah, especially well, especially with you know, it's the new year now. That's like a big thing for yeah, me. Yeah, there's always pressure you know? on like new year, new me. Yeah, it's like that does my head in because it's like whoa, 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 hang on. I was only just getting used to the last year. <laughs> yeah, no. So, well, that's the thing. Time is just a just a way to like measure the day. It yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mean it. You don't need to measure your life by time. No, like as long as you get to where you need to be, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there. It's like the journey. Mm, if best. we're speaking in like complete cliches and song lyrics, it's the journey, you know. 
It is. Like, it's how you get there. Like, how long have we been, like, grinding now? Three? Three years. Three and a half years? Yeah. And, like, we're just getting, like, building ahead of steam now, you know? Like, it's, it's a journey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're just starting now. So, I think obviously, you just need to... If you can accept the journey... Yeah. Like, you'll get to your destination quicker. Yeah, because I'm the same as you, is when I get these thoughts all the time, it's like, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time. Mm. Things aren't moving quick enough, or I'm yeah. not putting in the effort, and it's like, well, hang on a minute, there's so many, only so many hours in the day. Yeah, exactly. You and need to look after yourself. You need to get enough rest. Yeah. You need to eat. Yeah. You definitely 100%. need to eat. But I think if you're getting nervous about the time, yeah, just kind of think of now. Think of where you are now, mm. like you said. Think of the now. Or if you're nervous about time running away, make plans, future plans, like for the next day or a week. That Time's a very broad subject, isn't it? It can mean anything, but obviously the way it makes me anxious is that like you feel like you're just wasting time. Yeah. When really every moment that you're breathing is a good bit of time, though. Yeah. Like you're alive, you're with people you love, you're doing things you like, you're watching things, you're listening to things, you're experiencing things. So really, it all adds up. Yeah, you know? and it's good. No, definitely. And on a more practical level, like day to day time, I feel like even me, I hate being late. Yeah, I was taught that very young. Always be on time. So I always get anxious about being late, and I find myself like driving really quick to get somewhere on time, or like if I miss a train, it like proper sends me in a spiral, or I miss something. Don't like yeah. that. It's I like, like our manager. If we're a bit late, like three minutes mm. late. It's the worry. He he has the worry and he said that something's happened to us. Or... Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I, my mind always does that. Like, if someone's late, I, my mind just runs away. Horrible. Yeah. OCD. Damn you, OCD. <laughs> but yeah, t- time, I think because it's just the way, it's like a, like a measuring stick, you know? Yeah. And people don't just concentrate on their own life. They always compare themselves to other people. Like, oh, at 21, that guy had a house and a car and stuff. And like, I'm 26 and I've not passed my driving test. It's like a timeline. Yeah. Like you think that because you're 26 and that person's 21, that you should be further ahead in life than that person. Or, But like your time is retrospective to you. Like, yeah. like it's your timeline. It's no one else's timeline. So obviously it's just about living your life in the moment. I think social media has a massive impact on time as well. Oh, yeah. Because you think about, you know, you see all these people being like, I did this in this year. I, I made this amount of money yeah. in this year. What are you going to do in this year? You know, like all those adverts for that. And it's like, whoa, hang on. Yeah. Just because you made it at 22, 23 or a teenager, it doesn't mean that... I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. I'll, I'll like scroll through Instagram and go, oh, that band, like they got signed this year. Like they had a top 10 hit. Oh, yeah. look, they're like um, BBC introducing like band of the year. Like, why? Yeah. Like, you know, and you compare yourself. Like I, I, I fall into that trap all the time. Like, I get think, proper upset about it. You think you know? your time's running out. Like, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, our time hasn't even begun yet, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I get, like, caught up on that, so I understand that. Yeah, social media definitely impacts that, you know? No, 100%. Stop paying attention to time. Yeah. Manana. Tomorrow. <laughs> what? <laughs> so all the, when you go on holiday to, like, Spain or something, they go, ah, oh, manana, manana, because they're so relaxed. Oh, they're like, tomorrow. They say, ah, do it tomorrow, do Is it tomorrow. Is that what tomorrow means? Yeah, manana. Though, unfortunately, time has run out on this podcast. Mate, you should be a writer. I know. These lines are coming out like milk from a cow. <laughs> what, squeezed painfully? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you don't know it, it's painful. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, join us next time for a vegan podcast. How did the How did the guy discover milk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if you enjoyed the show, or if it was of help of you, then please rate and maybe leave us a review. It really helps to spread the word. And I guess we'll be back. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. They don't remove us from the airwaves. Yeah. <laughs> be replaced next week. So, uh... Stay strong, stay safe, and uh, massive love. Yeah, we love you. Don't be afraid to reach out if you need us. I've been Jax. And I've been Rocco. And we'll see you on the flip side.
The Void Feels podcast is produced by Nigel Heath and is edited by Jamie Allen. With special thanks to Tom Allom, Mike Hansen and Brad Reese. Void Feels is a Zakuti production in association with Pod People Productions.